0: This Torah class is brought to you by torahanytime.com. Now that you feel that you've been dating someone for a while, everything checks out, you got the answers that you like, you've built a camaraderie, you have common values, question that, ask, that people ask me all the time, how do I know if the person that I'm dating is my soulmate? Magic question, million-dollar question, I get it all the time. So let's investigate this area a little bit. Now, I've been going out with someone for a couple of months and the relationship is getting serious now. They're wonderful people, even though they're not the kind of person I thought I would marry. I was looking for someone more intellectual, more athletic, or more or taller, or professional, or outgoing, or handsome. I like them and they really have wonderful qualities, but I want to make sure they're the right one. How will I know? Now, there's something called the pair test. There's a test that you can grade yourself. It's a reality check about whether the relationship you have with that individual is the right person, and that's the person that will be your soulmate forever. Here are the first questions to ask yourself after you spend time getting to know each other and feel you can relate to each other. Is the person that I'm dating emotionally stable? Are they flexible? Are they capable of being a good partner in marriage? That's question number one. Again, I will repeat it. Is the person that I'm dating emotionally stable? Are they flexible? Are they capable of being a good partner in marriage? And the next question I can ask, or you can ask yourself, are our worldviews and value systems compatible? And lastly, are our goals and expectations compatible? What about how we want to achieve them? Are we both headed in the same general direction? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you now can go on to part two of the test, which determines whether the person that you're going out with is the right person for you. The test is called the PAIR test, P-A-I-R. And that stands for P, physical attraction, A, admiration, acceptance and affection, E or I rather, emotional intimacy, and R is respect. Again, We're going to test out these four key areas of the person that I've been dating to determine if the person that I'm dating is my soulmate. A, is there physical attraction between myself and that individual that I'm dating? Is there admiration, acceptance, and affection? Is there emotional intimacy? And, And lastly, is there emotional respect? Let's go through them now, one at a time. Let's deal with physical attraction. Two people contemplating marriage thinking about physical attraction, should certainly be attracted to each other. But people have different ideas of what physical attraction means. Some people expect to be swept off their feet and see and experience fireworks. That's not the physical attraction that a couple needs for marriage. This is infatuation, which seldom lasts more than several months. Let me tell you the following story, which clearly illustrates how just basing a relationship on physical attraction can sometimes dupe you and send you down a slippery slope of a bad road. From the moment Chaim met Ariella, he certainly found the one woman that was going to be his wife. She was tall and slim, long auburn hair and a wide joyous smile, and he loved how she spoke. She came from a family of sports enthusiasts. She was a natural athlete. He enjoyed taking nature walks with Ariella and going bowling with her. She had great taste and he liked the same music. So far, so good. They had a a lot of fun on their dates, and Chaim couldn't get over how lucky he was to have met such a fantastic girl. They started talking about their college studies and their day-to-day lives, their tastes and interests, and now the steps that they were taking to find jobs after graduation. Chaim felt that the next step was engagement and marriage. And he asked Ariella what she wanted in her her life for the long term. What was her plan for the next five years or so? Her dreams focused on the city where she wanted to live, how she wanted to furnish her first apartment, and where she wanted to go on vacation. Chaim was taken aback. He thought that Ariella had not understood what he meant and asked her if she'd ever thought about what she'd like to be, where she'd like to be five years from now. And she then conceded, oh, long-term goals, huh? You know, I have to tell you something, Chaim. I've always been uncomfortable about a bump that I've had on my nose and one of my key goals is to have a nose job. Now he was really shocked. It took another few weeks before Chaim finally admitted that he and Ariella had been relating to each other on a very superficial level. Ladies and gentlemen, in order to be able to build a dating relationship that's going to lead to marriage, one has to probe depth, which is called amuk in Hebrew, amkus. If you're having a relationship based on superficial things like this, you're in serious trouble. You need to have a relationship based on depth, depth of character, depth of questioning, depth of communication. And so Chaim realized this was not a girl he could ever envision being his wife, and he quickly terminated that relationship. Two people can initially feel a strong chemical pull towards each other, which is physical attraction, even though they don't know very much about each other, and they don't share common interests or common beliefs and personalities. So you have to be very careful with infatuation. Such a relationship won't last for the long term, unless the couple can look beyond physical attraction and begin to relate to each other on a much deeper level. Many couples experience intense chemistry at the start, and later realize they have nothing in common. The majority of people who are married didn't feel instant attraction that our Western contemporary culture tells us or mandates us that we should be feeling, because that's Hollywood. Some daters will like their partner's appearance from the start, and others take time until they develop that kind of feeling. So sometimes it could take five, six, or seven dates until you get the physical attraction. I'm asked this question all the time: Do I have to have physical attraction right away? And the answer I tell them is no. As long as you're enjoying their company and you're deepening the conversation, oftentimes physical attraction, which is trailing behind, catches up very quickly. Ultimately, it doesn't matter what two people feel when they first met. What's important is how they feel about each other as the dating progresses. So we're looking for a progression which is northbound, right? So how strong should the attraction be? You should feel comfortable with the idea of being with the other person. Many men are attracted by visual images, such as a woman's overall appearance. Women tend to be stimulated by other factors, are they, such as if they're comfortable with certain features of the man, such as a gentle smile that he may have, or the warmth in his eyes, and feel attracted. It doesn't matter how intense your feelings are, as long as you have feelings. Keep in mind that it takes, again, up to six, seven or eight dates to get that physical attraction, which, might, which would be necessary, for then, for that relationship to go to progress towards engagement. Now let's move on to A. Admiration. Do you admire the person that you're dating? Do you think that they have, or do you see that they have qualities and middos that you have not seen in other people? Mutual admiration grows into a belief that each member of the couple is cherished and important to the other person's emotional well-being. Acceptance is the willingness to appreciate the person that you're dating, even though there are things about them that you can't change that may be negative such as a medical condition of the past, or something a trauma that they had in the past, or happen, something that happened to them in adolescence. It can't be changed, but nevertheless doesn't make the person a bad candidate. So you have to ask yourself, are there certain things that you may not be happy about, but can you accept them and live with them? In order to accept someone, you have to be able to see beyond their imperfections. All of us have character flaws, and all of us make mistakes, Some daters are so happy, unfortunately, to be in a relationship, they overlook everything until it's too late, and they kept their eyes closed, and they had everything under the rug. That's not good either. Now, in contemporary culture, many couples decide to get married because they're in love. Do we even have an idea what that word means? I spoke about it this Sunday in Pisaic, when I asked the question, what is love? And so a writer, who is very big authority in the subject, said before she got married, and she was taken into her husband's Rosh Hashiva, and he asked her, not her husband, her fiancé, to be who was about to propose to her, and the Rosh Hashiva, the rabbi, the dean of the school, asked her, tell me, what is love? And she felt that she knew what love is, so she answered the question like this, love is the feeling that you have when you feel that you have that feeling. She felt herself like a balloon losing air. She was just embarrassed to no end. And then the rabbi explained to her, I'll tell you what love is. Love is the appreciation you have from an individual, because you, you so appreciate their goodness, and their kindness, and their qualities. That's what love is. And what's the difference you, between the love you feel for your parents, your siblings, or your, or the person that you're dating? And here, we want to change something. Instead of saying, I'm in love, which is often overused, we like to say, is the person feel like they're your best friend? Instead of thinking of, uh, of liking someone a great deal, rather, being in love with them. We want to say a deep feeling of affection is a more accurate description of the feeling two people should have before they decide that they're ready to get married. You need to strongly like the other person. You value them as a very important person to you in life. You want to spend time with them. You feel you miss them if they're not part of your life. And you're excited about the idea of building a life together. That's what being in love is. And that also takes time to develop. And that's A, which is admiration, affection, and acceptance. Now, if you've seen physical attraction going well, admiration is there, affection is there, acceptance is there, let's move on to the next stage of what, how you can ensure that you are the right person, your soulmate. I, emotional intimacy. When a couple begins to feel that they're more comfortable with each other as they date, and that they are developing an emotional bond, they are now nurturing the seeds of emotional intimacy. As this bond blossoms, both partners feel a sense of deep friendship with each other. They're willing to confide in each other. They regard each other very positively. They feel concern for the other person. And they sense that they can trust the other person. That's how you know you're clicking into the road, map, into the road or the lane that you're going to be with the person that's going to be your husband or wife. It's a different, deeper feeling than just plain affection. It takes longer to develop because it's built on the experiences that the couple shares together while they're dating. Two people who insist that they knew the minute they met each other, that they knew that they they had met their soulmate, did not have emotional intimacy. That was infatuation. Couples who feel a deep sense of friendship and connectivity should be able to relate to each other without any pretenses. If you're with the right person, that's going to be your soulmate, you are yourself. You feel like yourself. You act like yourself. You're not pretending to be someone else you're not, just to impress. Next, if you have established emotional intimacy, you can discuss experiences, ideas, and feelings without feeling any kind of hesitation. You empathize with the other individual. You encourage each other and give emotional support to each other. You feel comfortable being in each other's presence. You do things that make the other person happy. And you want to be the person that the other person can turn to when they have any kind of challenge in their life. It's a state of being that couples must develop in order to have a good and close marriage. But it takes time to develop. There's no hard and fast rule, but we'd like to say anywhere between 10 and 15 dates should be the rough rule for establishing emotional intimacy. Now how do we get the emotional intimacy? How do we establish emotional intimacy? Well, there are certain key things that I can suggest to you that would help us establish emotional intimacy. Number one, when you date... And you're in a courtship. Vary what you do on a date. I know that's hard today with the with the corona epidemic, and we don't have access to all the wonderful recreations and recreational tools that we had before. But we have to do as much as we can to vary the dates. It can't all just be walks in the park or dinners or or eat or food. Some dates should be interactive ones, such as shopping together, if it's possible. Volunteering for a chesed project together, such as packing groceries for Shabbos, for people who are you know, uh, indigent, or engaging in an activity like hiking or boating. A couple should have some long dates together, some day dates. Should see each other with friends and family. And also they should consider dates where they you know, play games together, things like that. Uh, paint together. So by varying what you do on a date, you get to see... Uh, parts of their personality that you have not seen when you went on simple you know, dinners, etc. Next, learn how to have fun together. Sometimes daters are so focused on finding out information that they forget about and they lose sight of the fact that you're going on a date just to plain have fun. So let your hair down and learn how to have fun and enjoy your dates. Next, make each date purposeful by discovering at least something new about the person you're dating that you didn't know beforehand. And from daters who are more serious now, Talk on the phone, I often tell this to couples who are not feeling so totally connected. Talk on the phone with each other on days you don't see each other, so you get that feeling of what it feels like to be a husband and a wife for the future. And here's another one, demonstrate acts of kindness and concern and thoughtfulness for each other. It can be as simple as baking cookies for him, buying her a box of chocolate, buying him a soda that he likes, cutting out a newspaper clipping of something that he enjoys. You'll feel comfortable turning to each other for advice when you've hit this point of emotional intimacy. You problem solve together. You give each other emotional support. You look forward to doing nice things for each other. If you're experiencing these kind of activities, you're on the way to engagement. If you have a disagreement, each of you will try to work it out. You won't try to just bail out. And that's how you know you've hit the bar of emotional intimacy. Last but not least, on this on this rule of pair, P A I R is R is respect. And that's simple. There's no place at all in a dating relationship where there's a lack of respect between the man and the woman. Absolutely not. If you see signs of a verbal abuse or disrespect, you have to be very suspicious of the person's motives and consider. Reach out to a dating mentor and ask them if it's appropriate, or perhaps you may have to make the unfortunate conclusion to terminate the shidduch. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.